the Eighth Circuit Network. We make things, put them in your brain. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Funk Radio. This is your DJ slash host, Kyle. And this is your DJ, Peter. Or I guess host, Peter, whatever. We always, we always have a problem with that. I know. It's, it's cool. It's cool. We, can, we go by many names. Yes. Today, I thought, and Peter thought, because we both have been... Thinking this. a lot. Yes, we both have been thinking a lot. We both discovered this album by this electronic artist, Pretty Lights, called Filling Up the City Skies, which is a double album. That's right. It is a, it's a double LP, so that means it's two discs worth of music. 25 songs, I think. Something and it's, like that. it's over two and a half hours long, so that's a pretty big album. For Just to mention, Pretty Lights, we actually originally talked about him way back on one of our earlier shows when we talked about um, electronic music and kind of its role with sampling funk and everything. And actually, I had never heard of Pretty Lights before that episode, so I actually got into him after that show, so... If we haven't reached any of you, at least we reached me. <laughs> yeah, we've reached ourselves, and that's, yeah. and that's truly what's important. Yes, I I knew of Pretty Lights obviously um, for a while before this, but I was really only familiar with a few of his really major songs, like Finally Moving, Sunday School, mm. and then in that episode is when I, because you found the website, when I discovered that his on his own website. All of his albums were downloadable. For free. And just how many he even had. He has like six, I think. Yeah. Five or six. And they're just chock full of awesome songs. This particular album we selected out because more than some of the other ones, it does sample a lot of funk and soul and has a very unique funk and soul mixed with electronic sound. Plus, it's his only double album, so you get a ton of good stuff. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of his sound, too, is that it's very... Yeah. Yeah. electronic down tempo slash hip hop type sound mm-hmm. depending on the song but it, 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 there is a lot of influence you can tell from from soul and things like that which is which kind of makes them a little bit unique i would say in the general thing of electronic music because i don't i've never really heard anything quite like this i mean this is the first time i've heard it mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a pretty it's a pretty small subgenre but you can definitely tell that he's really greatly influenced by funk and r&b with how much he samples in his music and how similar his track sounds to some of those like backbeats of soul stuff and even he even has some like really super funky tracks that totally like remind me of like black exploitation soundtracks <laughs> yeah me too so he's definitely has a very 70s influence that you can hear but it's just it's not like overbearing it's like no, just enough no. where you kind of get like the the taste of it but not Yeah. Really. It's not it's not like a complete carbon copy of 70s stuff. It's basically se- the 70s if they had Mac laptops back then and Ableton. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, but yeah, the first song we want to delve into on this double track is actually the first song on the first album, I believe. Yeah. Called Change is going to come. The title comes from the original song Change is going to come by Sam Cooke. However, in the song he samples the cover by Otis Redding. Now, you actually, you mentioned to me recently that uh, you thought it was the original Sam Cooke version, but then I, yeah. you realized it was this one. Yeah, I actually thought it was originally Sam Cooke, possibly just either a live recording or something, because you could tell it was different from the 
from the production, but I yeah. didn't, I didn't even know Otis Redding covered it, but it sounds great. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, because I was gonna say, like, I I could tell it wasn't the original version because it didn't quite sound like it. Yeah. I never really put much thought into who it was because I know pretty much almost everyone does this song. Yeah. But yeah, the song itself, along with the sampling from Otis Redding's version of Change Is Gonna Come, also has a really, really catchy bass riff, probably my favorite of the entire album, actually. Mm. That starts around 140, and then it comes up again like two-thirds of the way through the song, because it's part of the chorus. This bass riff really kind of alters the flow of the song. Before it comes up, the song kind of sounds more melodic, sort of down-tempo, but then when this bass riff kicks in, it totally changes the sound, I guess, of the track to this more funky, high, uh, I guess high-octane, for lack of a better word, mm. kind of song that's really uh, powerful and driving. And I, I think the juxtaposition between when that comes in and the more melodic intro plus the more uh, down-tempo sampling of Change Is Gonna Come really gives the song kind of a unique structure that mm. makes it really, really catchy. Like, funny story, I played this song in, in my car when I was on my way to a job interview. Mm. and like, do you, do you think a change will come with that interview, Kyle? Hopefully, uh, <laughs> knock on wood. No, I was I was even humming the bass riff in the waiting room. That's funny. For the interview, I was just like, doo, 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 doo. But yeah, let's listen to a clip of "Change Is Gonna Come" by Pretty Lights. Changes are going to come. You can hear, obviously, the sampling of Otis Redding in the beginning, and that uh, awesome bass riff really kicks in, and kind of you can totally see changes the dynamic. Mm-hmm. So change comes to the dynamic. Change comes to the dynamic of the song. See, that's see, he's warning you in the title <laughs> that change is coming in the song. But yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite songs off the two disc set. That's cool. Well, that's, that's a good that's a good way to kind of kick off the whole thing. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, you have such a long list of, of songs here, and uh, yeah, we, it's always good. And I always like the the first song in albums in general because usually it's something upbeat and catchy that kind of gets you in in the mood for it. It's the, it's the song to hook the listener. So usually yeah. a lot of times, like even with more with other famous artists, their most popular song will be their first. That's true. Well, we're gonna move along to another song on this on this first disc called Double Love. This is probably one of my favorites from from this disc. This is more of a slower song. And it has kind of a, a soothing brass and horn instrument thing throughout it, which is kind of cool. It's more mellow than Change Is Gonna Come, but it also features uh, some subtle sampling of Move Me No Mountain by Love Unlimited. And if you don't remember, we've actually mentioned Love Unlimited at least one other time, maybe twice, on the show. And that was the the girl group that kind of kicked off the career of Barry White. Barry White, that's right. I knew that sounded familiar when I heard that. Yeah. Okay. So he was, I don't know if he was in that song, Move Me No Mountain, but I know, I mean, at least in the earlier stuff, he was a singer or something for them. I think he wrote some of their songs as well. So that's cool. And um, this is a good, I mean, that's a good song by itself as well. So the song also has like a light guitar slide throughout 
that helps add to the soothing nature of the track? Because like I said, it was kind of, you know, more slow and everything. Yeah, I actually like the song because the sound of it, because it's kind of mellow, it reminded me a lot of early Bee Gees stuff before they went super disco. Mm. It's kind of that sort of soft rock slash sort of R&B sound. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you agree, but that's just what I thought of when I heard it. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, actually, I want to I say because... I, I was asking you when we were doing research on this album whether this song "Double Love" sampled "Ain't No Love in the Heart of the City" by Bobby Bland, and then we real and then we re- you realized it was "Move Me No Mountain" yes. by Love Unlimited. But I felt that like that kind of kind of sounded like "Ain't No Love," but it it didn't sound exactly the same. But it sounded similar, so I wasn't sure. Maybe yeah, yeah. That's what it I, was. Can, I don't know. Maybe maybe he was also inspired by that song as well. But yeah, I can definitely see it having a similar sound to that. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and listen to a cool little clip of Double Love by Pretty Woods. song uh, like i said one of my favorites actually another another one of my favorites that i want to quickly point out from this disc is a song called at last i am free and that's later on i think it's almost at the end of disc one you are correct i kind of like this song because it's more of like a it's like a chill out down tempo type of song but it's also kind of refreshing and uplifting at the same time which is kind of cool because i would say mo- a lot of his stuff is more kind of it sounds more hard and rough hip-hop electronic if that makes any sense yeah yeah uh, whereas this one is a little bit more smooth which which was it's kind of a nice a change it's always kind of nice to have a dynamic between the songs kind of going back and forth I'm, I'm not sure everything that this song samples although i did realize it samples a song called at last i am free by robert wyatt and that was actually originally done by chic who were a, a famous disco band who we've talked about before so i thought that was kind of cool let's go ahead and listen to a clip of at last i am free by pretty Love. good song i mean not for me personally not one of the more memorable ones but to each their own i suppose mm-hmm. one of my favorites probably second only to change is gonna come is the second to last song off the album is called summer's gone mm-hmm. it's a weird song because at the very outset of the song it actually samples the song the world is empty without you by margie joseph who was a semi-famous r&b singer in the 70s who was famous for her covers she did other covers like the Supreme Stop in the Name of Love. I think she did some Beatles covers. Mm. So it has that at the very beginning, which uh, has the lyrics. It's like, you know, gone is the summer, gone is the autumn, blah, blah, blah. So that kind of sets the tone of the song. 
after that it builds up uh, in this like sort of like horn section type thing and then at like about 45 seconds it goes into this very hard-hitting almost epic sounding orchestral piece it almost kind of has a very subtle i don't know i felt it had a very subtle middle eastern vibe to it Hmm. i thought was kind of cool to kind of intermingle that with something more uh, established as like r&b and soul then the remainder of the song after that sort of crescendo i think that's the correct term <laughs> is kind of more of a forward driving lurching beat that kind of pushes the rest of the song and then about in the middle of the song it kind of degrades a bit into this more of, a, of an electronic mashup of like funk guitar and that sort of electronically produced crunchiness that we love so much would you say that's pretty crunchy i would say that's pretty crunchy yes <laughs> That's pretty cool. Let's actually listen to a good clip of this song so you guys can kind of have any idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) Okay. Those are the songs we have lined up for for the first disc of this very long album. Um, before we get into disc two, Kyle, I want I want to kind of bring up something. Yes, I remember when I first was talking to you about this, like after we had listened to it for a while mm-hmm. separately. I I was I remember telling you that I actually liked disc two a lot better because yeah, there yeah. Were a lot, I felt that like the disc one didn't have that many memorable songs, whereas the second one felt more alive i guess because i mean i was saying that like a lot of the songs in the first one are more generally like instrumental and they're not really ones that you would like just sit there and listen to it's more of like background music almost exactly exactly it's it's good car driving music yeah i don't know if i would necessarily agree with that that stance anymore because in a way now i'm kind of like i'm going back and liking more of the songs from disc one i think disc one just in the general i guess feeling of the songs disc one is a bit more mellow than disc two overall oh yeah definitely disc two has some crazy songs that we didn't mention like hot like sauce more important than michael jordan those are some like crazy like trip-hop rap Mm -hmm. hard-hitting kind of stuff yeah whereas most of the stuff i remember from disc one is a lot more mellow yeah. So I don't know if he intended that or what. Maybe it's like two different listening styles for the audience. I mean, like the style carries through the entire thing, but you definitely, it, there definitely is a difference between the two mm-hmm. discs in that way. Mm-hmm. And I guess whether or not you like one or the other better, I think it's maybe just, first of all, a matter of taste, but also just a matter of mood. Yeah, yeah, true. Whether you feel like listening is something more mellow or something more hard hitting, I guess. For sure. Going into the disc two, I guess, kind of showing, I guess, the difference in sound. The first song that I thought of was actually a ways down the disc, but it's called Up and Down I Go. Mm-hmm. The beginning uh, kind of starts up with this very iconic sounding violin riff that's actually sampled from the song Express by BT Express, which was a fairly popular funk and soul group that was part of that sort of Brooklyn sound in the 70s. Mm. Well, I, don't, I haven't. I mean, like, I know I've heard of BT Express, so I, like, I remember hearing a few of their songs a number of years ago. I guess I haven't really heard this, anything about them. Yeah, I went I went back and actually listened to the original song, Express. It's I've heard it before. It's probably one of their most uh, famous of their, I guess, ensemble of songs. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're pretty um, good. And it has so it has that in it, and then that kicks you into the song. But then as it goes on around the one minute mark, it transitions to a much more uh, heavy electronic beat. Mm-hmm. But then you still hear a slight undertone of that violin riff. And it kind of comes back later on back. during the song, right? It does. It does. Yeah. So the violins are present basically throughout the majority of the song, but are kind of overshadowed by the very much more electronic sound of it. Yeah, it's a fun song. I like it's because it's really upbeat and kind of fast. And those are always yeah. fun. So yeah, should we go let's, ahead and listen to a clip? Let's yeah, let's listen to a clip so you guys can not think I'm crazy. Yeah, I would say that's one of the more memorable songs. Mm-hmm, definitely. Another one, actually, I want to mention from this album that's upbeat and fun is a song called Electro Cali. That's, I think it's my favorite song from the entire two-disc set. Yeah, definitely definitely one of my favorites as well. Yeah, I, um, it's, it's just... It's long, and it's fun, and it's upbeat, and it's, got, like, it's really a really well-done mix between like funk and disco influence with the modern electro hip-hop. You know what's funny? The the very beginning of the song mm-hmm. totally reminds me of like Shaft or something. It almost it reminds me of like a really bad black exploitation. Yeah, I want, yeah, that makes me think of that too. It's kind of funny that you mentioned that. But you could totally tell the sampling of that much later '70s funky black exploitation sort of fast style that you hear in either you know that genre of movies or just from stuff like from groups like Parliament or Cool in the Gang. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and listen to a, a clip of this song, Electro Cali, by Pretty Woods. song off disc two that's about midway through that i really like is if i gave you my love this particular song has a really heavy sampling of both simply beautiful by al green and don't you know that by luther vandros two artists that i love in their own right so probably why i like the song it's a little bit faster it's got kind of a, a definite electronic beat going over it but it also has like a maybe obviously a little bit because of the influence of vandros little bit more of an 80s sound to it than some of the other mm. songs um, well i just, think vandress was more in the 80s anyway right yeah or he was. early he was, early 80s i guess he was he was definitely popular in the early 80s so yeah a little bit more 80s than some of the other stuff that i heard which and i mean i i like some stuff from the 80s like i love vandross so probably what turned me on to this particular song but i mean it's faster it's definitely got like a good electronic danceable beat i guess uh mm. to it so it's one of the 
as we were discussing on with this disc two album, it's disc two is much more of a get up and move disc, whereas disc one was yeah. much more mellow. This is definitely a get up and move kind of song. Mm-hmm. Should we go ahead and, and listen to a clip? Yeah, let's uh, listen to a clip, so y'all can love me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we listen to clips. We listen to clips so that everyone can love me. I must be loved. <laughs> a good song yeah very good song very good sampling love al green love andros mm-hmm. definitely a good mix to put in that song mm-hmm. of those two artists speaking of a good mix of two artists oh transition time yay yay uh, one of the songs that we definitely want to touch on in the second album is actually the last track from so this is the last track on the entire album it's called finally moving remix it's a really cool mix of two songs kind of put together because like if you didn't really recognize either one of them, I think you would kind of assume that they were the same song. But the the lyrics are from Something's Gotta Hold On Me by Etta James, which was fairly famously sampled in the last six months or so. What was that song called? Uh, I don't remember the name of the song, but the artist was Flo Rida. Yeah. Oh, wasn't it just Good Feeling or something? Oh, I think it was. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad song, too. You should look that up as well. But I found it interesting that this album actually came out in 2008. So that was, what, three years before that came out? Yeah. So actually, Pretty Lights was... Flo Rida stole it. <laughs> Maybe they did. I don't know. But but the Flo Rida song, that was the first time I had heard that song by Etta James. Yeah, me too. And probably most people don't know where it's from. Because I don't think that was really necessarily one of our most famous no, songs. No, it, it wasn't. It's definitely very memorable when you hear it out of context, but right. compared to her, I guess, compendium of all of her songs, it definitely is not one of her most famous. Right. Anyway, but I found it interesting that actually Pretty Lights did this a number of years before it became really more popular with this other song. So I don't know whether if they heard this and got inspired by it, or maybe they just did it separately, completely by coincidence. I kind of doubt that. But <laughs> we were saying that this song called Finally Moving Remix by Pretty Lights samples two songs. One of which we were just talking about, Something's Gotta Hold On Me by Etta James. But the other one is a song called Private Number by Judy Clay and William Bell. And that's kind of a famous slow soul R&B song from the 70s, mm. which is a pretty good song. But what I was trying to say before was that the singing is from Etta James, but then like the backing music is from the intro of Private Number. And I think they actually work really well together in a way that, like I said, if, if you weren't familiar with these two songs separately, then you would assume that it was probably sampling one song. But I like the way that it kind of sticks them together like that. It's pretty cool. You know what's funny, um, especially with the song Private Number, I swear, because I mean, I occasionally go and explore different electronic artists, either on Spotify or YouTube or Pandora or whatever. I have heard that particular sample in probably like four or five different songs. Mm. By four or five different artists. I know I heard it in a song that Metaphor, I think Metaform did, Grammatic, which actually is another artist produced by Pretty Lights that I think you can also get some of his albums on that same website. Mm. He had it in one of his songs. I think I, I want to say I heard it in a song by Thievery Corporation, but don't quote me. Mm. But yeah, it's just really weird how much it pops up in different electronic songs. Like it must, 
It's like it's like the the Wilhelm scream of electronic music. But the the weird thing for for me that they all sample this little clip of that song is that that's only from like the first like ten seconds of that song. I know, like, and it never comes exa- up again. So I don't understand. Like maybe they just thought it sounds cool, and I don't know. It's really weird. It is because yeah, like I remember when I listened to uh, the original song "Private Number" by Judy Clay and William Bell. I heard that. I'm like, wait a second, because <laughs> I this because I originally heard it in Pretty Lights. Right. Uh, in in the original Finally Moving, because he did, actually did that that particular song, Finally Moving, was off his 2006 album, Take Up Your Precious Time, and then obviously this remix is off this um, album. Oh, so he so that's why it's called Finally Moving Remix, because... Yeah, actually, it's a remix of a prior song that he did. Yeah, Finally Moving is like the first song, I think, I heard by Pretty Lights that turned me on to him. Well, now that you were turned on, Kyle, I think we should all go ahead <laughs> and listen to a clip of Finally Moving Remix from this album. Definitely a good song. One of one of the more memorable ones, I would say. I guess that's why we're talking about it. This album is called Filling Up the City Skies from 2008 by the electronic artist Pretty Lights. As we've mentioned already, his all his, all of his music on his website is is free, including this album. So if you, if you, this sounds interesting to you at all, we'd really encourage you to go check out and find this album, download it, and all of his other stuff as well. Because I can vouch that I mean pretty much everything I've heard from there is really great and i actually have a whole lot of music from him now but i really do appreciate that it's free i don't really know what his um motivation is to not make a lot of money off his music in that way because he totally could because he totally could but um, I, I appreciate that it is free yeah he, uh, he goes around and djs and stuff so i'm sure he makes a decent a decent buck off that oh yeah for sure I remember, yeah, me and you, when me and you were looking up different concerts that we were thinking about seeing in the future, mm-hmm. I think he came up, but it like didn't work out because it was on a weekday, but it's, the c- tickets for that were like 25 bucks, which is decent. That's not bad. You can make a pretty penny off of that. I mean, even if only one person goes to your concert, you can still go get a pizza afterward. Right? Yeah. Pretty big you, s- that. You, split, you split a pizza with him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, dude, you're the only guy that showed up at my concert. You want to get some pizza afterwards? Okay. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. Aside from all of his music being free... Um, he's actually, as I think Kyle mentioned already, that he's also a, like a producer. So he has his own um, record label called, I think, Pretty Lights Music, which so he produces other electronic artists as well. And it's interesting because I've heard of a couple of others and, and you know them too, right, Kyle? Yeah, there's like grammatic uh, supervision, breaking science. Yeah, those are some good ones. But it's they all have kind of a similar sound to him as well. And I don't know, I wouldn't say all of their music is free, but I mean, each of those artists also has free stuff including at least eps or albums a lot of the time so definitely that's something else to check out as well yeah because i mean if you're interested in this kind of music at all i mean this is like a gold mine mm-hmm. for for really good free music so it's pretty cool indeed and yeah all of this music like if you like make some giant mix out of this you could go on like a road trip and listen to it <laughs> and not finish all the songs <laughs> actually i've been because i've since i started work this week and i have 
an hour-long commute each way per day. Ew. Yeah, it was pretty terrible. But um, I have been listening. I was going to say I've been listening to Pretty Lights in general, but I think I've only been listening to this album this past week. Nice. Does it help break up the monotony of traffic? It, it really does. I mean, it doesn't change the traffic at all, but it, it makes the whole thing... <laughs> Just if you turn up the bass enough, the cars around you will start flying away from you, and then that'll free up space for you to move. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, but yeah, it's it's definitely made it more enjoyable having music like this because it's it's it, it especially when we were when we were talking about the kind of difference between the two discs on this album is that the second one is a little bit more lively, lively, I guess. And if you're in the mood for that, then you can definitely play that album. And just a second, the cat wants to get out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that that second album is more lively. So if you if you're kind of in the mood to you know listen to something more loud and lively while you're driving, um, that's definitely a good one. And if you're feeling more of like in a in a, in a mood for something more subtle, then then the first album is you know same style, but it's it's pretty much just as good, and it's good for that purpose. So it's it's definitely been a good companion, and I don't have to change the album while I'm driving, which is nice too, because I hate having to do that. Oh, God. Well, don't you have, like, the controls on your steering wheel, though? No, I don't. Oh, sadness. So, uh, I do appreciate having something long like this that I don't have to change it while I'm driving, because I really avoid doing that at all costs. Yeah, because traffic plus changing iPods equals crashing. Yeah. That's that's been our review, I guess, of this album. Yeah. If you guys have any suggestions of any other albums that we should review, either contemporary, prior albums, or whatnot, because as you see, we play small clips... So, mm. if you guys have any other suggestions of artists that we should review and check out albums from, um, hit us up on facebook.com slash get, slash get your funk. Oh, you should have kept saying it. We could have. It could have been like in unison. Well, I didn't want people to lose what we were actually saying because. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's all they hear. But yeah, I mean, I think it would be kind of cool for us to do album reviews more often. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, it makes sense. For, for our show and everything. We should go to Walmart, like like you say, grab the greatest hits albums, like, and then just review those. <laughs> what was what was that thing you were telling me the other night? Because oh, you said you were diving yes. in the bargain bin. I went I went to, well, because of the commute, I'm kind of running out of music to listen to, so I went to Walmart to go see if they had any good music in the five dollar bargain bin, which we talk about all like, the time. All the time. But it's, it's really good. I mean, if 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 it's the kind of music you like, it's you know it's good and cheap. So we're always a fan of that. Anyway, so I was digging through, and some old guy comes by, and he says, "Oh, is there some kind of big sale going on or something?" And I said, "No, these are just five dollar CDs. They're always that cheap." And he goes, "Oh, well, that's more than I want to pay." And then he storms off. <laughs> I don't know. How how sad is it that in the state of music, that people aren't even willing to pay five dollars for a CD anymore? I don't know. Something I was telling telling you was that you, you'd think that the older people would be more appreciative of this older music, whereas younger people, obviously, I don't think they're going to be digging through looking for all these obscure artists from the 70s and 80s. Yeah, no true. Sort of. The only thing I ever looked forward to to work was being able to listen to music on the on the drive home. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely a very good catharsis after a long, stressful day of work. Catharsis. Car- ah, ah, he made a pun. <laughs> I am the one who puns. <laughs> <laughs> sorry kyle i didn't mean to take that away from you it's okay so yeah again check out pretty lights we'll we'll, we'll attach a link so that you can go find his website and his other albums as well as this one and as we always say check us on facebook and on and itunes, iTunes. Uh, same old stuff if you don't know it by now then 
go listen to our older episodes where we tell you more about how to find us, even though you yes. already did find us. Because we've been we've done almost twenty episodes now. I think this is number twenty. Oh, look Pretty at sure. that! Yay! That's a good milestone for the show. Indeed. Anyway, I guess we should get going. <laughs> yeah, we've taken up. We've taken up your precious time. Ah, because that's the name of his 2006 album. Oh, good one. <laughs> Not as good as yours. I, I need to. I need to work on my puns. Okay. okay. Um. Yeah. This has been DJ slash host Kyle. And this has been Peter. We hope you've enjoyed Funk Radio. Join us next time to hear more of your favorite funker hits. Bye. podcasts and the latest news in gaming, movies, and entertainment, visit 8thCircuit.com.